Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hello, ladies. Hello, gentlemen. Hello to anyone else in between. I'm not sure who, who that would be. Um, eunuchs, hermaphrodites, whoever you are, whatever you are, hello, and welcome to Luke's English Podcast. This is Luke speaking, of course, because this is my podcast. Who else would you expect? Well, it could be a guest, couldn't it? It could be that I've invited someone on to talk to, and they're the first voice that you hear. It's possible. It has happened in the past on Luke's English Podcast. But no, this is one of those standard, normal episodes where it's me speaking to you live. I mean, you might not be listening to it live. In fact, I'm pretty sure you're not listening to it live, unless you're somewhere in my apartment, uh, which would be strange. That would be very weird, wouldn't it? Can you imagine that? If I'm just there recording Luke's English podcast in my apartment and there's a listener hiding somewhere in the in the in the room some kind of ninja someone who's so um devoted to listening to Luke's English podcast that they've discovered where I live and they've decided to break in secretly into my house just so that they can then crouch in the corner maybe hiding behind the sofa to listen to Luke's English podcast being recorded live. Well, I hope that's not happening, because if you are in the room, then that is a crime. I mean, that's trespassing, and it's also very creepy indeed, okay? And if I do discover someone in my apartment, crouched down behind the sofa like some episode of Twin Peaks, then, well, you know how I deal with zombies, you know? Cricket bat to the head. Just watch out, okay? Right, now I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you're, you, you wouldn't consider going that far. And anyway, you wouldn't be able to make it up to my apartment. It's very heavily guarded. I have, um, I have all sorts of booby traps and things guarding the apartment. I don't really, that's ridiculous. Hello, welcome to the podcast. This is Luke speaking. I've already said that, but I just thought I'd start again because it's, it began in a, in a rather strange way. I think you'll agree with with this weird Twin Peaks scenario of someone hiding in my apartment. Let's not go back there, Luke, you, you might be thinking. Let's get this podcast back on track. Tell us what you're going to talk about. That's what you're thinking. Okay, I will. Well, this episode is called Basking in My Moment of Glory. You might not know exactly what that means, but I will explain it to you in due course. Basically, this is my opportunity to, to kind of pat myself on the back... And, and say, well done, Luke, well done, me, um, because I won the competition again, didn't I? Yes, I did. I won this Macmillan Dictionary Award competition again for the third time running. I'm not going to go on about it too much. In fact, not only am I, I mean, I'm not just going to talk about that in this episode. I'm actually going to teach you some things, okay? Um, so in this episode, I'm going to talk about the fact that I won this competition a little bit, and, I, and I'm going to say thank you, a very sincere thank you to you 
if you voted for me. If you didn't vote for me, then you should just be ashamed of yourself. No, you don't need to worry about it if you didn't vote for me. Don't worry about it. You didn't have to. You can just listen, and that's fine. But I'm going to talk about this kind of thing for a little bit. But I'm not just going to bask in this moment of glory. I'm also going to present and then teach some phrases to you, okay? All the phrases that I'm going to give to you today in this episode are all associated with success and failure, okay? So, um, phrases and expressions relating to success and failure, all right? I'll also teach you some really common things that you can t- you can say to someone who's won something or lost something. Let's say a friend of yours has won something or lost something. What do you say to that person in English? Well, I'll give you some ideas in this episode. Okay, so some expressions and some useful bits of language for you. Right, okay. So um, now I'm going to bask in my moment of glory for a few minutes and talk about winning this competition and say thank you to you. I'm going to use about 40 expressions. Yes, 40, right? I've cunningly placed 40 phrases or fixed expressions into this episode. See if you can notice them, okay? So that's your task, not only to just listen to me banging on about winning something, but also I'd like you to try and notice 40 phrases. What are the Which phrases or expressions are the target language of this episode? Let's see if you can find them. So listen carefully and I'll explain those 40 odd expressions properly in a few minutes. Okay, right. So um, I came first. I came first place in this competition in my category and I'm really pleased. This year the competition was a bit different because I had no idea of the vote count. Previously, You've been able to see how many votes you've got, you know, during the the voting process. But this year, I couldn't tell. I didn't know how many votes I'd got. For all I knew, I could have been in the lead or neck and neck with the others or just falling behind. I had no idea at all. I had my doubts, of course. You know, I, I you know I'm I'm one of those people who worries about things. I, I had my doubts. I thought, oh, I'm, you know, oh, I'm probably not going to win it this time. Lots of people reassured me, you know, people were saying stuff like, don't worry, it's in the bag. It's in the bag, mate. No worries. Yeah, well, they said, they didn't say no worries, because no one says that. But they said, it's in the bag. No worries. It's a sure thing. It's a dead cert. You're bound to win. But I had no idea if if it was a sure thing or not. I didn't think it was a dead cert. Um, I didn't think I was bound to win. I knew there was still some stiff competition out there. In fact, I was thinking, well, you know, every dog has its day. Maybe I've peaked. Maybe that's it. For all I know, most people are fed up with me now. Maybe I won't get three. It'll be a fall from grace. You know, from the heights of winning the competition two years in a row. Maybe this year I'll just fall flat. Perhaps this podcast is just a flash in the pan, you know. Maybe it's all just going to the dogs now. Perhaps my plans for Luke's English podcast will just go up in smoke. Maybe everyone's fed up with me after all this time. Maybe I'm just yesterday's news. That's what I was thinking. Turns out that I had quite a considerable lead in the composition. I didn't realise, but I was the front runner. I was ahead of the pack by quite a lot of votes, it seems. The results came through by email today, and everything came up roses. I won. 
I won the thing again for the third time. I got the hat trick. I won. And in the end, in fact, I smashed it. Didn't I? I absolutely smashed it. I knocked the ball right out of the park. I won by about I won by about 700 votes, which is a clear majority. Um, I'm proud to say it was a landslide victory, and I've just dropped my phone on the floor. Um, so, despite the fact that I I won by a clear majority with a landslide victory, I have just thrown my mobile phone onto the floor. Uh, but uh, it's all right. I mean, it's I'm sure it's going to be okay. Um, um, so basically I, I, I owe it to you. I owe it to you, my listeners, not, not for the fact I've just dropped my phone, but for the fact that I won this competition, I owe it to you. It's pretty simple. If you hadn't voted for me to the tune of 1017 votes, I wouldn't have won. It's simple. I guess really the reason that you voted for me is not just because you're lovely, generous people but that those people who voted for me were expressing their appreciation of the podcast. So that's very satisfying indeed. In fact, it's kind of a win-win situation, isn't it? Because I'm happy, you're happy, everyone's happy, except, well, I'm sure that some people aren't happy. Um, I might not be happy when I pick up my phone. It seems okay. It's still on the floor, you see. It seems okay, but I can't tell from here. Maybe when I finish doing this, I'll pick it up and I'll realise that it's broken. And then I'll just be back down to earth again. After, you know, being on cloud nine from winning this thing to being uh, just depressed because my phone's broken. In fact, I'm being called. That's the thing. I'm being called. I'm going to take this call. I'll continue in a second. You won't notice because of editing, but I'm taking this call. Okay. Okay, I'm back again. Um... And you might not have noticed that there was an edit there, but there was. Isn't it incredible? The magic of audio. Um, My phone is okay, you'll be glad to know. It's absolutely fine. I had to take that call because, um, you know, this is just what happens when you're an award-winning podcaster. People want to talk to you. I mean, to be honest, that was my girlfriend. Um, And uh, it wasn't about uh, the competition. It was about just other stuff, you know? life admin that kind of thing anyway um so where was i where was i i was saying stuff like the fact that it's a win-win situation and thank you very much for voting for me i guess what i should do now as has always been the case is take advantage of this win and use it as a springboard for more exposure and success okay so that the president will notice me and he'll say, ah, that guy's good. Give him a special position in government. We can call it, he can, he can become the minister for podcasting. Uh, I don't know which president this is. Um, maybe Obama. I can't really do an Obama impression. But the thing about Obama is that um, Obama, he speaks very quickly. And then leaves long pauses when he's talking. So, we won the competition. It was a great victory for the United States and for Great Britain. Something like that. You know what I mean? No? All right. (laughs) Never mind. I won't give up the day job. Anyway, so what I should do is use this as a springboard for more exposure and success. Now that I've got a foot in the door, so to speak... You know, with some exposure from this win, 
I, now I've got a foot in the door, I could perhaps get more listeners and attract sponsors and things like that. I'm getting about 4,000 page views a day on my website, which is incredible, actually. And I guess when you look at the, the figures, I guess this means that not all the people visiting my page voted for me. In fact, it's just a fraction, you know, just a small fraction of the people who've seen my web page actually voted for me. I do wonder why that is, why it's just a small fraction. Maybe some people just don't realise how incredible Luke's English podcast really is. Maybe they just go on the website and they're like, oh, here's a website, here's another website. And they don't consider, you know, voting for me as something that they should do. Um, or maybe it's just voting is just not why they came to the website. Maybe they're, maybe they're just very focused. Maybe you're very focused, the people listening to this. Maybe you're like, I've come to the website for a purpose. The purpose is to learn real British English. And voting is just something I might do, um, you know, if it, when I've taken my eye off the ball. Okay, so when once I've learnt enough real British English, then I might consider voting. I don't know. I don't know how the figures work. Uh, but anyway, the podcast is coming on in leaps and bounds, and it has been, you know, since I started doing it. Sometimes, I must admit, though, that I do feel at a bit of a low ebb. It's not all fun and games, you know. Sometimes I feel I'm at a bit of a low ebb. I mean, sometimes I feel a bit low. Okay, it's, it's, it's true. I have to admit it. It can be hard to achieve your dreams. It can be hard to achieve everything you want. You know, you reach for the stars, but sometimes you just hit the moon. You know what I mean? So it's hard to achieve your dreams. And sometimes I think that I'm just putting in lots of time and effort into this without even really reaping the full benefits. Although it is nice to get comments and recognition and donations. But I usually bounce back from that feeling. And most of the time, I'm just really chuffed to have an audience and the opportunity to talk to people around the world. So even though sometimes I'm like, you know, maybe this podcast game just isn't going to work for me anymore. You know, maybe I'm just going to have to throw in the towel. And then I bounce back from that. And I'm like, don't be ridiculous, Luke. This is Luke's English podcast. You've got an audience of people out there who are ready to listen to you, even when you just make no sense at all in stupid stories. Actually, I don't know how many people um, are willing to tolerate that kind of thing. But anyway, it's fine, you know. I, I often just pinch myself and think, actually, this is brilliant. I've got all these people listening to Luke's English Podcast and they like it. It's amazing. Um but there are doubts, you know, other doubts are that, you know, I'm just not getting anywhere and that I've missed the boat or something, you know, maybe that may, you know, maybe I've missed the boat, which means that maybe I should have cashed in on this earlier and that the opportunity to make this into a profitable venture has already passed for some reason, somehow. Sometimes I think that I'll just have to pack it in eventually like if I have kids or something, because I won't be able to devote as much time to it. But then again, I think, well, I'll always be doing something related to Luke's English podcast. I'm certainly not planning to throw in the towel anytime soon. Okay, I have too many ideas that I'd like to uh, create. At the moment, though, I'm riding high. You could say that I'm on cloud nine, 
because I'm just over the moon to have won this incredibly important competition. You're probably fed up with hearing me go on about it now, but at the moment I'm, you know, I'm top dog, aren't I? So I feel I deserve my moment of glory. You'll just have to bear with me for a few more minutes. You'll just have to put up with me going on about it just for a couple more minutes. And then after that, it'll just be back to business as usual again. I won't be basking in the glow of victory anymore. It'll just be, right, let's get back down to business and I'll just focus on teaching you useful things. At the moment, it, it feels like things are on the up and up and I've got the world at my feet. Okay, so I'm just enjoying it. Thanks to everyone for rising to the occasion, showing your support and voting for me. You are the best. And I mean that sincerely. I might edit that out. I might just leave it in because even native English speakers fail to complete sentences sometimes. Um, I do mean it sincerely. Thank you very much for voting. Okay, good. I don't want to labour the point. Um, but cheers, basically, nice one, tar, all right, wicked, you know what I mean, thanks a lot, I appreciate it. Um, Okay, right, now, let's have a look again at some of the vocab that I've just used, okay, what were those expressions that I mentioned earlier, here's some of the vocab, now the first item, I've got a list of things here now, okay, you can find this on the website, of course, um, the first thing on the list, I don't think I mentioned it. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it in this episode, but that is the the phrase, a hat trick. I think I talked about it in a previous episode, so you probably know what it means by now. But a hat trick is when you win three things, or let's say score three goals in a game, or win something three times. You get three successes in a row. It's called a hat trick. Okay, So I got a hat trick this time. Very pleased about that. The next expression is to bask in glory. To bask in glory. I think you know what glory is, right? But to bask in glory or to bask in a moment of glory. Um, if you bask in glory, it means you kind of, you just really savour or really enjoy or appreciate a moment of victory or glory. You know, like you, you see it um, when, um, let's say, a tennis player wins a really important tennis game and he's just really enjoying that kind of, that moment of victory and, yes, come on, mm, and you bask in the moment of glory. Um, bask can also mean, for example, when you, when you lie down in the sunshine, to bask in the sunshine, okay? Imagine lying down on a beautiful summer's day and just soaking up the sun. Ah, like that. In a similar way, you can bask in glory. Just, ah, just soaking up the glory. Come on! Like that, okay? That's basking in a moment of glory. Um, I, came in the f- I came in first place. Well, that's, that's a fairly clear expression. To come in first place, first place, second place, third place, last place. For example, I came in first place. All right. To be in the lead. To be in the lead. That means that you're at the front. You're you're the leader of a, a group in a competition or a race. If you're in the lead, it means you're at the front. Uh, another one I've just thought of is to be in pole position, 
which obviously relates to uh, motor racing. You know, if you're at the front of the the group of cars at the beginning of the race, you're in pole position. Um, to be in the lead, right? Now, the next one is to be neck and neck, to be neck and neck with someone. So if you're neck and neck with a competitor or neck and neck with the competition, it means that you're at exactly the same level. And it relates to horse racing, okay? So if you look at um, a horse race and the horses are exactly level, their necks are, you know, level with each other. They are neck and neck. And you are, it, it's to be neck and neck with someone, all right? So... Who knows, I might have been neck and neck with the competition. It turns out I was in the lead, right? Um, the next expression is to fall behind, to be falling behind. That means that your position is getting lower and lower. You're, get, you're, you're going behind all the others. Everyone else is going ahead of you and you're falling behind. For example, if, if there's a race um, and you are much slower than the others, then you'll start to fall behind, right? What you then have to do, of course... Phrasal verb hunters, you'll know this one. What you, if you're falling behind, what do you have to do? You have to speed up. You have to try and catch up with everyone. And once you've caught up with them, you then have to keep up with them, don't you? Um, that's right. Um, okay. Next is um, some phrases. It's in the bag. It's in the bag, mate. Don't worry. If something is in the bag, it means that it's it's a definite success. It's sure to be a success. Or we are, we, it's, it's sure that we're going to win something or that we've got something. It's in the bag means you're definitely going to win. It's already in the bag, you know? It's in the bag, mate. You've got it. No worries. Um, no worries. Okay, we had that in the... the I, th- I don't know if we talked about... If I talked about that phrase with Daniel Burt. You probably know it already. Um, in part two of the conversation with Daniel you'll hear us talking about some common Australian phrases. And no worries is one of those phrases that we associate with the Australians. But it's not just Australians. Lots of people say it. No worries means no problems. You've got no problems. Everything's all right. No worries, mate. You're going to be fine. Okay? It's a sure thing. It's a sure thing. Obviously means it's um, definite. It's a definite success. It's definitely going to, to win. It's a sure thing. Okay, it's 100% definite. And another one is, it's a dead cert. It's a dead cert. Cert is short for certainty. Okay, a dead cert is something that is absolutely certain, a sure thing. It's in the bag. It's a dead cert. You're definitely going to win. It's a dead cert. Uh, Another expression is, you're bound to win. You're bound to win. Bound to if you are bound to do something, it means that you're definitely going to do it in the future. So it's a way of expressing um, likelihood, like a, a great likelihood of something happening in the future. You're bound to win, mate. Come on. Everyone's voted for you. Everyone listens to Luke's English podcast. You're bound to win. Okay. Um, all right. Bound to win. Yes. Uh, stiff competition. Stiff competition. Well, we know the word competition and competitors. Well, stiff competition means very tough competition. Okay. All right. Fine. Stiff. Stiff like uh, the opposite of soft. Mm-hmm. Um, stiff. Now, what can what what thing do you know of that is stiff? Now, I know that some of my listeners have got dirty minds. You know, dirty sexual minds of the listen the average listener to Luke's English podcast, and you you're probably. Th- 
If you think of something that's stiff, what is it? Well, mm, you're probably thinking of one thing. I'm not going to go there, okay? Not in this episode. Something stiff would be... Uh, actually, I really can't think of anything else other than the rude example, and I'm not going to do the rude example. If you can't think of the... If you can't... If you don't know which rude thing I'm talking about here um, that I'm alluding to, then don't worry about it, okay? Um, <clears throat> I really can't think of anything else that, that could be described as stiff. All right, okay. This is slightly better, this example that I'm going to give you. It's not much better than the slightly dodgy sexual one that I was referring to, you know. Mm, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can send me a message and I'll... I'll, I'll I'll explain it for you. But um, another thing that could be stiff, um, this is also weird, could be a, a, a corpse, like a dead body. Yeah, um, you know when you know when you've killed someone, and um, you know you need to uh, move the body uh, before the body goes stiff. Yeah, you know that we all have experience of that, don't we? No, we don't, Luke. No, we don't. No one knows. Well, maybe some of you know. I, I think I might have some mafia guys listening to this. Yeah, hey, yeah, we, we know what you mean by stiff. Huh? When you say, hey, he's a stiff, you know, that means that he uh, his his body's gone hard because of rigor mortis. Where have we gone in this episode? How did we end up talking about dead bodies and killing people? It's not the walking dead, okay? All right, Luke, get back to the topic of success. Thank you. All right, so stiff competition. Fine. Um, okay. Every dog has its day. Every dog has its day. And this expression refers to the fact that um, everything, every person, every, um, for example, every every company, every thing in the world has its moment of success. All right. Everything has a peak. For example, every dog has its day. So if you can imagine um, like a, a, a sheep dog. Um, it will probably have one day where it's absolutely brilliant, like its best day of its life, where it's at its peak of fitness, and it's it's just the 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 most glorious day for that dog. And then after that day, you know, the the dog s- starts to get older and whole and older and older. Yeah, every dog has its day, um, meaning that everything kind of has a peak moment, a moment where it's great. Um, so it, it's a, it's a way of suggesting that something has already. Um, being at the best it can be, and after that, it's just going to go downhill from there. Okay, every you know, well, every dog has its day, is a way of suggesting that well, maybe we've seen the best from this. Um, yeah, so sometimes I worry. Well, you know, every dog has its day. Maybe, uh, maybe Luke's English podcast has uh, has peaked. Maybe we've had our our moment in the sun. No way. The best is yet to come, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the, the next expression is maybe I've peaked. To peak means to reach the peak, okay? Like uh, the top of a mountain is the peak, it's the highest point, okay? If you reach a peak or if you peak, it means you reach your highest point and then after that you start to go down, all right? Maybe I've peaked. I haven't peaked, okay? Not yet. Um, next expression is it'll be a fall from grace, a fall from grace. A state of grace is like a state of perfection, of like wonderful perfection. And a fall from grace is when you, well, obviously, when you fall down from that state, okay, a fall from grace. Um, maybe I'll just fall flat this year, okay, to fall flat 
well, it's quite clear, isn't it? It just means that instead of, you know, peaking, instead of going up to reach some majestic peak, you just kind of fall flat on the ground to fall flat, all right? Meaning to be unsuccessful, all right? Uh, next one. Uh, and I'm I'm on to line 13 here. Perhaps this podcast is just a flash in the pan. A flash in the pan, okay? If something is a flash in the pan, it means it's only successful just for a short moment. That's it. Then it's all gone. Okay, a flash in the pan. Um, let's see. Um, I can't think of any examples of famous things that are flash in the pan. Sometimes... You know, some musicians are a flash in the pan. Like they just stick around for a little bit. Do you remember MC Hammer? You probably don't. Some of you don't because you're too young. But back in the early 90s, MC Hammer was like the greatest thing. Do you remember that? Do, 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 do. Can't touch this. Do, 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 do. Stop. Grammar time. Remember him? MC Hammer. Can't touch this. You know? Um... He was a bit of a flash in the pan, wasn't he? Because he was huge for a while and then um, just sort of disappeared. Although the song stayed, didn't it? That is a classic. You can't touch this. It's clever, isn't it? Just think about that for a moment. You can't, tu- you can't touch this. You can't. You, right? Not me, not him, not her. You, specifically. You cannot touch this this see there's the mystery in that lyric this what's he referring to really i suppose he's referring to his awesomeness okay you can't touch this meaning you can't lay a finger on how amazing i am i think he's referring to the fact that he dances well did you ever see the video to you can't touch this it was pretty good he jumped around and spun around a lot lots of jumping and spinning and big trousers And at that moment, he was right. No one could touch that. No one else was able to wear big trousers and spin around on a white background quite as well as MC Hammer could. No one could touch that. Okay? But ultimately, it was a bit of a flash in the pan, wasn't it? Because um, I don't know if someone managed to touch it. Maybe someone just came along and just touched that. Um, and then after that was MC Hammer was like oh um, well it turns out you can touch this I'll just go away then shall I and then MC Hammer just left in his big trousers I wonder what he's doing now MC Hammer I wonder maybe it would be <laughs> just maybe he's working in some kind of shop you know maybe he's in I imagine that MC Hammer is now working in a museum somewhere you know, in a museum where there are lots of precious items, um, items that um, um, have to be protected, and he's standing there in a suit, and then, you know, children, tourists come up, and they start to move very close to the exhibitions, and he and he has to go up to them and says, uh, uh, excuse me, sorry, you, you, no, you can't touch this, okay, no, it's, it's very precious, sorry, you can't, you can't touch that, don't touch it, please. No, you can't touch this, okay? You can't touch this. And if they if they keep touching it, then he's like, okay, stop. Hammer time. And then he just hammers people. Hmm. 
You never know. You never know. It takes all sorts to make a world. It really does. Um, so anyway, where was I? Um, you can't touch this. Um, yes, a flash in the pan. That's it. Maybe uh, it's just a flash in the pan. Maybe. You never know. And the next expression is, it's all going to the dogs. If something goes to the dogs, or if it's gone to the dogs, it means that it's no good anymore. Okay? It's a bit like if, if food is no good to, to eat, just it goes to the dogs. You just throw it to the dogs. I don't know why the dogs can handle bad food, but humans can't. I don't know. Um, we'll have to ask someone. Snoop Doggy Dog. He'd probably know, because he, he's an expert on dogs. You can tell because of his name, Snook Doggy Dog. Not just a dog, but a doggy dog. That's even more than a dog. Okay, imagine a dog that's really like a dog. You could describe it as a doggy dog, couldn't you? You know, some things could be a bit doggy. Um, like, I mean, Snoop looks a bit doggy because he's got like a long nose. And, he, you know, if you look at him in a certain way. He looks a bit like a dog. So he's got a kind of a doggy face. But he's Snoop Doggy Dog. Imagine a dog who's really like a dog. Like the ultimate example of a dog. You'd say, that's not just a dog. It's like a doggy dog. Luke, what are you talking about? Let's get back to the point here. Um, the expression was, it's all gone to the dogs. It's no good anymore. It's just gone to the dogs, hasn't it? Yes. Uh, next one is... Um, Perhaps my plans will just go up in smoke. If something goes up in smoke, it means that it, well, it dies, doesn't it? It just kind of um, disappears into the atmosphere without ever being realised. I suppose it means that, you know, your ideas just float away. They burn. They go up in smoke. Okay, the pl if your, your plans go up in smoke, all right? Um, okay, next expression was, I was the front runner. If you're the front runner, it's like being the leader it's like being in the lead, in pole position, the front runner. I was the front runner in the competition. I was ahead of the pack. Ahead of the pack. Ahead of the pack means in front of the pack. The pack meaning the other competitors. Okay, and ultimately, everything came up roses. If everything comes up roses, it means it all, you know, it comes up in a good way. Everything becomes good in the end. Everything's coming up roses means everything's getting better. It's all becoming positive. It's all looking good. It's all coming up roses. All right. Everything came up roses in the end because I won the competition. In fact, I didn't just win it. I smashed it. Now, if you smash something, it means you, you like really win in spectacular fashion. I absolutely smashed it, you could say. I knocked the ball right out of the park. If you knock the ball right out of the park, I think this relates to baseball, which probably means it's originally an American expression, but everyone uses it. Um, I knocked the ball right out of the park. You know, in baseball, if you score a home run, bang, you hit the ball and it flies all the way out of the park. Apparently, that's a good thing in a game of baseball that you lose the ball. Well done. You know, you celebrate. Well done. Well done. You've lost the ball. You knocked it all the way out of the park. Someone's probably picked it up and just walked away with it. Well done. That's the end of the game. Yeah, I don't really get that. Surely it should be, you, you, you hit the ball a long distance. Yes, certainly. But well done for managing to keep it within the park because it would be annoying, wouldn't it, if, if we had to venture out into the street to try and find the ball. Yes. Okay. So basically, in it, 
to hit the ball out of the park means to you know succeed by a very large margin to succeed in spectacular fashion um okay okay next one it, it was a landslide victory a landslide victory okay this is often used in reference to elections in politics if you win by a landslide victory or if it was a landslide victory it means it's a victory with a very large majority okay now normally a landslide is a bad thing isn't it you know it's like when for example if it rains a lot and all the land on the side of a mountain goes and falls down the mountain maybe crushing some people's houses causing lots of damage that's a bad thing isn't it a landslide but apparently a landslide victory is very good probably because why maybe because you you won so spectacularly that you you've changed the whole landscape yeah there you go right next thing i said was if you hadn't voted for me to the tune of 1017 votes i wouldn't have won 1017 votes ladies and gentlemen if you hadn't voted for me to the tune of 1017 votes i wouldn't have won right first of all that's a, a third conditional i've i haven't done an episode on third conditionals um, i might do one at some point but anyway here's a third conditional if you hadn't voted for me if you hadn't voted for me i wouldn't have won just say that with me just to practice saying it because I want you to hear the way that those auxiliary verbs are pronounced. If you hadn't voted for me, I wouldn't have won. I wouldn't have won. You could even say, I wouldn't have won. Yeah, wouldn't have. Would not have. Wouldn't have won. I wouldn't have won if you hadn't voted for me. If you had not voted. If you hadn't voted, I wouldn't have won. Is that clear? If you hadn't voted, I wouldn't have won. Right? You know what? I wouldn't have won if you hadn't voted for me. If you personally hadn't voted for me, I wouldn't have won. Yes, and the other expression in there is to the tune of 1,017 votes. To the tune of and then a number means it's, it's a way of referring to how many times something has happened. To the tune of 1,017 votes. Um, if you hadn't voted for me to the tune of 1,017 votes, I wouldn't have won. It's weird that, to the tune of 1,017 votes. 1,017 is not a tune. It's not music. Imagine that in a jazz band. Kind of, so do we have any, do you have any requests? We'll play anything for you. Yeah, could you play um, 1,017? Um, could you play to the tune of 1,017? The jazz guys were like, what, have you heard of 1,017? Isn't that, uh, isn't that like a Miles Davis thing from the 70s? No, man, I don't think it is. What's the, to the tune of 1017? Well, it doesn't refer to music. It's just a way of referring to a figure. The, to the tune of 1017 means 1017 times. Okay, the next thing is it's a win-win situation. Everyone knows that phrase, don't they? It's a win-win situation. It means that both sides win. Okay, the next one was uh, to use it as a springboard. Okay, I could use this success as a springboard to get more audience or something. If you use something as a springboard, you use it to achieve greater things. So in gymnastics, a springboard is one of those things that you jump on and it helps you to jump really high. For example, if you're uh, doing some, uh, if you're doing a jump over, over a horse, 
not a real horse, but you know, the gymnastics horse, um, you would run along and jump on a springboard, and it's like a wooden board with well springs underneath it, and it goes and you jump in the air. It doesn't normally go. I mean, unless it's in a cartoon or something, it would probably just go like that. But frankly, that's not quite as fun as you know. Imagine an Olympic gymnastics event, and here we are. Here is um, I don't know some guy, John Smith. No, his his um, let's just say his his uh, uh, Christian Bale. He's normally an actor, but he's in the Olympics. He's he's researching a role and really thoroughly ex- researching it to the point where he's actually become very good at gymnastics. He'll be appearing in a in a movie later on called uh, Batman Seven: The Gymnastics uh, Era. Yeah. Anyway, here he is, here's Christian Bale, and he's just making his run up. Do, 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 do. Oh, and that was majestic. For example, all right, that's just kind of a stupid example, but you you get it. To use something as a springboard, so I use, I might use this victory as a springboard. At the moment, I'm using it as a springboard to just try and make you laugh, probably with mixed results. <laughs> anyway, um, n- next next phrase is the podcast is coming on in leaps and bounds. It's coming on in leaps and bounds, which is quite appropriate to the gymnastics theme that I've just explored there in a ridiculous way. Um, the podcast is coming on in leaps and bounds. If something comes on in leaps and bounds, it comes on with great um, leaps, great movements forward and upwards. So great moments of achievement, moving up or forwards. A leap is another word for a jump. I mean, it's like a long jump. If you can imagine there's a big gap like let's say you're walking in the mountains and in front of you there's a big gap the path there's a huge crack in the ground and it goes all the way down to the sea like you know really far okay and there's a gap there and you think well I'm I'm not going to turn back I want to keep walking so you leap over the gap okay that kind of, you know that kind of jump where you really jump far forwards that's a leap and a bound, a bounding is like, okay, another example. Let's say you're running down a hill. Let's say, now it's difficult to run down a hill really quickly, isn't it? You have, you have to kind of take these very long strides quickly. And that's how you run down a hill. You do it by bounding down. If you bound, it means you jump or run forwards with these very long steps. Boing, 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 boing. Okay, so if the podcast is coming on in leaps and bounds, it means it's jumping forwards in big steps. Okay, so it's, it's, it's being successful because it's moving forwards in a dynamic way. Okay, next phrase. I must admit that I feel at a bit of a low ebb. If you are at a low ebb, ebb is spelled E-double-B. If you are at a low ebb, or if you feel at a low ebb, it means you feel a bit depressed. Okay? It means you're feeling a bit down. Hey, how's how's Jeff? Ah, oh, he's a bit he's at a bit of a low ebb at the moment. Yeah, it's he's not very good ever since um uh he lost his job. Yeah, he's at a bit of a low ebb. Okay? There you go. Right, next one is um 
to reap the benefits. Reap. R-E-A-P. Reap the benefits. You know they say you reap what you sow? Did you know that? You did? Good. You didn't? Well, all right. You do now. You reap what you sow. Sow means like plant seeds in the ground. You sow seeds if you want to grow plants that you can eat later or sell. You know, if you're a farmer. If you're a farmer. All right there, I'm a farmer. You know, like that. Okay, if you're a farmer, you might plant seeds on the on the ground. You sow seeds and then they grow and then you reap the crops. To reap the crops means to cut them down with a scythe. Okay, in the field, you get you collect all your crops and then and then there you are you're all right because you've got crops um to reap the crops okay so if you reap the benefits that means you get all the benefits you kind of collect all the benefits of your work okay to reap the benefits so if you work hard for example if you put the work in now and you study hard you will reap the benefits later on um we, there's another expression, the grim reaper. Have you heard of that? The grim reaper. The grim reaper is is death, basically. Yeah. Um, you know this idea of like when you die, you're going to see the grim grim reaper, a big guy in in a in black cloak. He's a skeleton with a black cloak and a big scythe. And you you know you might see the grim reaper and you go, um, who's that funny guy over there? Excuse me. Excuse me, are you, um, you're not the Grim Reaper, are you? And the Grim Reaper goes, yes, I am. I'm the Grim Reaper. Your time has come. And you go, well, can you just bear with me for a moment? I've got a few things that I need to just finish off, okay? I've just got to finish this podcast and the rest of my life. I'm not quite ready to see you, see you yet. So you could just bear with me for, I don't know, another 50 years or something. That would be great. And the Grim Reaper goes, oh, okay, that's fine catch up with you later and you go all right great uh okay that was a bizarre moment wasn't it full of bizarre moments this episode but that's all right it's luke's english podcast what what did you expect um okay without reaping the benefits i usually bounce back from that if you bounce back from something it means you kind of recover you recover from it in a dynamic way so you might be at a low ebb one day but then you bounce back and then you're back on your feet again Luke Thompson's back in town. And everyone's like, fine, that's fine. We don't really care. That's, that's, that's okay. Um, next phrase is, um, I'm really chuffed to have an audience. I've explained the word chuffed before, haven't I? Chuffed just means pleased. All right? I'm chuffed. I'm chuffed to bits. It's quite informal. It's a nice phrase. It means that you're pleased about something. I'm really chuffed to have an audience. Okay, Um, here's another expression. This one's a bit negative. I'm just not getting anywhere. I'm just not getting anywhere, which is a way of saying I'm not making any progress. You know, a friend of mine recently said he was going to quit stand-up comedy, right? Because he just said, Luke, no, I'm I'm not doing it anymore. I'm just not getting anywhere. Meaning that he felt he wasn't improving and it wasn't really uh, being successful for him. I'm not just, I'm just not getting anywhere, right? Um, I've missed the boat, if you miss the boat, it means that you miss a big opportunity or you miss a, a single opportunity that, that you have. You know, like sometimes if you are um, trying to launch a new business or launch a new product, there's probably a moment, a key moment when you have to launch it. That's the moment where 
there is a, a, a need for that thing in the market. There's a gap in the market, and that gap's only going to be there for a little little period of time. And so you've got to get your business out there as soon as possible. Otherwise, you're going to miss that moment. That gap's going to get closed off, and you'll miss the opportunity. And then you'll, you'll say, ah, oh, damn it, I really missed the boat on this one. I've missed the boat, meaning I've missed the opportunity. All right. Um, I should have cashed in on this earlier. To cash in on something, to cash in on something means to, let's say, you know, like to li- I was going to say liquidate something. That's not quite right. Cash in on something means to 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 make some money on something. All right. To turn something into a into into cash. To start making money on it. So if you've got like a great idea or great opportunity, a great uh, platform, you can really cash in on it meaning turn it into cash. Okay, get some money from it. Um, Next one, I think that I'll have to pack it in. To pack something in means to just stop doing it. All right, just going to pack it in. Yeah, yeah, it's not working. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm just going to pack it in. All right, you might say, for example, if you're going to give up or stop doing something. But then you might say, actually, no, I'm I'm not going to pack it in. I'm certainly not planning to throw in the towel anytime soon. If you throw in the towel, it means that you you quit, all right? You stop, you give up. And that comes from boxing. You know, in a boxing match, um, if the coach throws in a towel, he throws a towel into the ring and the towel hits the floor, that's a sign that the, the coach wants the match to be stopped. He's giving up because his boxer is getting beaten up and he's he's worried about um, his health. So you throw in the towel. It means you give up. And I said, I'm certainly not planning to throw in the towel anytime soon. I'm going to keep going. I'm riding high. If you're riding high, it means you're sort of doing well and you're having a, you know, you're pleased and it's a success. You're on, uh, you're you're uh, happy and things are going well for you. So you're like riding high, you know. Like you imagine riding a horse and you're really high up on the horse, proudly sitting on the top of the horse, riding through the countryside, successful and pleased. I'm riding high. Um, I'm on cloud nine. I'm on cloud nine. And if you're on cloud nine, it means that you're really happy, basically. I don't know why cloud nine in particular is the good cloud to be on. I mean, and I don't even know how many clouds there are. I mean, what's wrong with cloud one? I suppose everyone else is on cloud one. It's the first cloud, isn't it? So cloud one is probably very overpopulated. You don't want to, if you're on cloud one, you're probably not going to get much space. You you might fall off. Um, in fact, cloud two is not much better. It's also v- deeply overpopulated and crowded, and there aren't many resources left. You know, and it's it's. Most of them are bad, except Cloud9. That's really good. It's nice and big and comfortable, and you get lots of sunlight. Um, it's not too wet. You know, they've got blankets and stuff. It's good. Cloud9 is great. The internet connection is excellent. So if you're on Cloud9, everything's great. Everything's roses. It's brilliant. So, all right. I don't know why Cloud9 means happy, but it does. All right. So I'm on Cloud9 means I'm really happy. Uh, I'm over the moon. Okay. I'm over the moon. Uh, I'm just over the moon to have won. If you're over the moon, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, it means that you're really happy, delighted, chuffed to bits. Uh, 
At the moment, I'm top dog. I'm top dog. Means I'm the best. I'm top dog. We've we've gone back to dogs again, haven't we? I'm not going to get Snoop Doggy Dog involved in this, or even just Snoop Snoop Dog. Actually, Snoop Dog. He used to be called Snoop Doggy Dog, and then he changed his name to Snoop Dog, and now he's not Snoop Dog anymore. He's Snoop Lion, isn't he? Snoop Lion. Do you hear about that? He's he changed his name from Snoop Dog to Snoop Lion. Why? Because he became a Rasta. He became a Rastafarian, and in the Rastafarian religion, they they view dogs as like you know very low creatures. They're sort of dirty animals in their opinion. Dogs and the lion, on the other hand, is a you know really proud, very respectful animal. It's um, a great dignified animal the the lion so they respect the lion so when he converted to rastafarianism apparently the guy i don't know his priest or the 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 main rasta guy that uh, converted him said i don't think i'm going to do the accent i don't think i should Uh, he said you you can't be snoop dog anymore because dogs are dirty animals you're going to be snoop lion which is quite good really quite good unless unless he you know Unless he just wasn't telling the truth, maybe he was lying. <clears throat> yes, I'm here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, right, so I'm top dog means I'm the best. I'm not top dog anymore because I just told that horrendous joke, which I did just come up with off the top of my head. So come on, give me a bit of credit. Um, it's business as usual. Business as usual just means that you're doing you know, normal business as you know in in the normal way back to normal life again okay business as usual back to the everyday normal routine that you do particularly referring to work business as usual back to business back to ordinary life again um next thing is things are on the up and up things are on the up and up if things are on the up and up it means things are getting better and better all the time yep Good. Next one is, uh, I've got the world at my feet. If the world is at your feet, it means that um, basically everything's in a good position for you. You've got lots of opportunities. Everything's there ready for you. The world is at your feet. Um, If you think about it, unless you're doing a headstand or a handstand, there's the gymnastics again, ladies and gentlemen, unless you're doing a headstand or a handstand or something, the world is usually at your feet, isn't it? I mean, okay, when you're when you're in bed, you're lying down. The world is at your back or at your side, which is still quite good. If the world is the world's got your back and the world is at your side, that's still positive. The, but the world is at your feet most of the time, which is a good reason to stay positive, isn't it? Because you think no matter what happens, the world is still at my feet, even if the world at your feet is um, just like really bad. Maybe it's maybe there's dog poo everywhere and um and mud and and it's very slippery and uncomfortable but the world is at your feet um if if you've got the world at your feet it means you're in a good position everything's in 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 a good position for you assuming of course that the world is 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 a nice thing to have at your feet i think it is um thanks to everybody for rising to the occasion if you rise to the occasion it means that you let's say perform well you 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 do really well uh, because of the demands of that situation. Okay, for example, um, 
Imagine you're playing football in the World Cup final. And because of the occasion, because of the seriousness of the occasion, you, you, the, your level of um, playing goes up a lot. So you really raise your game. You rise to the occasion and you pull out your best game. So I said to everyone, thanks a lot for rising to the occasion, meaning thanks for kind of doing really well with this competition and voting for me. Thank you. Genuinely, thank you. Now, I've got some other things to teach you. For example, what do you do? What do you say if someone wins something? What should you say? Well, here, is, here are the, some of the things that I think are very common. First one, of course, well done. God, well done. Well done. All right, fine, good. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. S Notice the S at the end. Okay? Congratulations with an S. Always an S. Never congratulation. It's like, what, just one? That's not very generous, is it? No, you, sh it's, you should be generous. Add an S on the end. Okay? In fact, you don't have an option. It's just grammatical. It's grammatically correct. You should have an S. It's always an S. Congratulations in English. I know in other languages you don't put the S on, but in English you do. All right? Uh, right, so congratulations. Well done, mate. Brilliant. Nice one. Nice one. Okay? It's very common. Nice one, mate. Brilliant. That's what my brother sent. He sent me a text earlier that just said, nice one, bro. Like, oh, okay, thanks. What, for the competition, I assume? Um, good job. Good job, which, which is a bit American. Good job. Good, hey, good job. Um, but, you know, hey, good job. Well done. Nice one. Congratulations. That's great news. That's great news. I'm really happy for you. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, you deserve it. You deserve it, yeah? You've done really well, which that does sound a bit patronizing. Well, hey, you've done really well, haven't you? It's hard to say that without sounding really condescending and patronizing. Oh, great. Well done, mate. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really happy for you. Yeah, you've done really well, haven't you, considering how stupid you are? You've done really well. Wow, what a big achievement. Just sounds patronizing whenever I say that. I'm proud of you. I'm really proud of you. You must be chuffed to bits. You must be, and then like something positive, you must be pleased, you must be delighted, you must be chuffed. I'm really glad for you. I'm really happy for you. All right? What about if someone loses? What do you say to someone if they've like, you know, failed their driving test, for example, or failed a competition? You could say, oh, bad luck. Bad luck, mate. Um, commiserations, commiserations, which is a quite, f uh, it's a slightly formal alternative to congratulations. Obviously, congratulations is positive. Well done, congratulations. Commiserations is a slightly formal way of saying, you know, it's a formal thing you can say when someone has lost something. All right, commiserations. Uh, bad luck, mate. Sorry to hear that. Really sorry to hear that. That's a pity. Oh, that's a pity. Look, chin up. <clears throat> chin up. Keep your chin up. Keep your head up. Chin up. That means stay positive. All right? Oh, well, you did your best. You know? Oh, oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. You did your best. Never mind. Never mind. Look, don't let it get you down. All right? Don't let it get you down. If something, if you let something get you down, you mean it means that you you let it make you feel depressed. Don't let it get you down. You did your best. Uh, look, better luck next time, eh? 
better luck next time. And then, look, don't beat yourself up about it. Don't beat yourself up. If you beat yourself up, it means that you don't you don't literally, you know, punch yourself. Um, it just means that you um, you're very self-critical. Like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Oh, damn, why didn't I? Why didn't I try harder? Oh, such an idiot. Look, don't beat yourself up. It's fine. Okay, you did your best. Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up about it. Okay. All right. That's basically it for this. Um, that's an hour. Um, just to end this episode, I have a few questions for you. Right. First of all, how's the podcast for you at the moment? Just let me know. Send me a comment. How's it going for you? All right. Also, how about the phrasal verb episodes? How are they going for you? Are you listening to them? Are they useful? I just want to make sure about those phrasal verb. I'll start that phrase again. I just want to make sure that it's worth me doing those phrasal verb episodes regularly. Okay. Um, I want to make sure that it's worth it because um, if if people aren't really listening to it or if they're not really getting that much from them, then I, I probably won't continue to do them. Um, I mean, it's all right. I know it's fun. I like doing them, actually. It's good fun. But it does take a little bit of time. And I have to, you know, consciously make sure I do them every day. Sometimes I don't get the chance. And I'm just thinking, is everyone, like, really into those things? I know most people listen to, listen to this podcast. But um, I'm just wondering what you think of the phrasal verb ones. All right? Um, about the normal podcast, I'm just curious. Which episodes have you liked recently? Okay, which episodes have you liked the best recently? How about the last one, one episode 169? How was my conversation with Daniel Burt? Did you, did you find it hard to understand him? I've got, I, I suspect that some people may have found it difficult to understand him because he speaks quickly and he speaks quite articulately, you know? He doesn't speak in very plain terms. Sometimes he's very descriptive. He speaks quickly in that, descriptive way and also he's got the strong Australian accent um, so I'm just wondering did you did you find it hard to understand him it's worth listening to him a few times um, you know so that you can really pick up on the things that he's saying um, other questions how do you listen to Luke's English podcast what's the context that you're in when you're listening to this now I listen to lots of podcasts all right I love podcasts as a as a medium i think they're great um and i listen to the mark kermode and simon mayo's film reviews i listen to frank skinner's podcast from um uh, uh, absolute radio i listen to um what else i listen to mark maron that's wtf with mark maron i listen to the bugle podcast um i listen to star talk radio that's the um um the one hosted by Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's a an American physicist, and it's all about science. It's really cool. Um, I listen to... What else? I sometimes listen to the Comedian's Comedian podcast, which is interviews with uh, stand-up comedians. So I love podcasts. I think they're brilliant. And I listen to them on the way to work or when I'm just walking around. On the, on the train to work, on the bus, I listen to podcasts. It's great. It feels like I'm with friends, you know? Because I can just walk around. I'm in like this little podcast world. And I can still do things. I can still go and do my shopping and stuff like that. But I'm listening to these really interesting conversations. And it's really going into me, into my head. And I'm really, really absorbing it all. So I listen when I'm traveling or when I'm out and about on my feet. Sometimes I will just lie down 
um, and listen to a podcast sort of in bed or something and just really focus on on it that way. But I wonder what context you're in. So when do you listen and what situation are you in when you listen? And um, just tell me more about the context that you're in and your experience of listening, all right? Also, how's the website at the moment? Just let me know. How is it? Do you find it easy to navigate? Um, do you find that you know it makes sense to you? Is there something missing? Just leave me some comments on this episode and let me know. Give me your feedback. I'm always interested in finding out about the experience from your point of view. Okay? And very sincerely, thank you very much if you, if you voted for me. It really means a lot to me. Um, I appreciate it very much. It's just nice to get a kind of shot in the arm. There you go. There's another phrase. A shot in the arm is like, you know, if you get an injection uh, of medicine, it can kind of give you a boost. So it's nice to get a kind of shot in the arm every now and then. You know, like winning this competition, it's just kind of a good um, motivator. So it's very nice. I, I appreciate it a lot. And I'm now going to stop going on about it. And I hopefully just won't mention this competition for ages now. So, you, so that's it. I've stuck it all into one episode. That's it now. Um, cool. Okay. Hope you have a really nice evening or afternoon or morning or lunch or breakfast or dinner or uh, sleep or bus journey, train journey, helicopter journey, uh, hovercraft trip. Uh, you know, if you are um, climbing some mountains at the moment, then, you know, just take care. If you're driving somewhere, then, uh, you know, drive safe. Uh, you know, don't speed, don't tailgate. If you're in the gym, then, you know, keep pushing, keep pushing forwards, all right? Just give it that, just give it a bit of extra juice. If you're on the cross trainer, just do it for a few more minutes. If you're on the cycling machine, just push yourself a bit harder, raise the difficulty level a bit, just for five minutes, give it a good strong push, you'll, you'll reap the benefits later. If you're, you know, doing weights, why don't you do a set, just a, just a set of five or ten with a with a heavier weight just push yourself feel the burn okay you'll reap the benefits later um if you're just hanging around lazily just eating a pizza or something enjoy it all right enjoy it that's it for this episode i'll speak to you again soon for now though it's goodbye bye bye bye, bye. you are a unique person a person of refined and sophisticated taste a person who listens to each episode of Luke's English Podcast from start to finish and sends me emails and money. So why not indulge yourself by running a lovely hot bath, eating some rich dark chocolate, and remember that you are a very special person indeed. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.